This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, my talkers. Happy Tuesday. It's a beautiful one at that. We are hanging out with Julia, and we have our special guest host who was hanging out with us yesterday. It's Brittany. Which? Oh, born ready. That's right, Brittany. I was just sitting with that trophy. May have shared it on my Instagram stories and oh, acted really? like it was mine while you were working. <laughs> That's okay. I haven't even... I, that Instagram... Can I take that trophy home and just sleep with it for one night? Sure. I, that'd be funny, like the Stanley Cup. You know, everyone on the team gets to take the trophy to their hometown and be with it. For one Drink night. Everyone, we could see what funny shenanigans people can do. It's a big silver cup, and we're talking about the pickleball winners. Uh, Pickle Me Pink, LoJ. Um, yeah, you can. You can. I'm a champion by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're just a champion, period. That's right. Okay, we have um, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has happened in the last 24 hours. It's like I leave here, and I was like, man, we've talked everything through. There's nothing we have left till we've left everything on the dance floor. And then the world just goes a little crazy overnight, don't it, they? It did. It did. It did. And it's a beautiful day. And today, happy birthday. Shout out to Patrick Roycey. Yeah. His birthday is today. Grant, how did the birthday end up? The birthday was a great night. I ended up hanging out with my mom, dad, and Lily. The four of us went to, I always butcher the name, Baccio over there in Minnetonka by Ridgedale. Got myself a steak and uh, nice. it was delicious. It was a great way to end the night. So it was a good good birthday. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. How about you? How's Gogo? Gogo's great. Um, she is thriving as a like one, a little under one and How a half year old. How can you tell she's thriving? Oh, like- she tells me. Uh, <laughs> she's informed me it's funny the more we're like any word she learns Mom, we all I'm die thriving so she her thank yous are hilarious because she goes thank you like it's very like okay ma'am like it feels aggressive and then if she tries to do the, the chin to hand thank you it's just like continuously waving both hands in the air so that's hysterical she's very gracious very i think you thankful. know i was just i keep getting inundated with this app mm-hmm. that it's a baby face with your mouth in it, but you have to pay for it. Okay. It keeps popping up I, everywhere that I am. And I'm like, why do, why is this coming out? But then I'm thinking about if Gogo tells you how great she's doing and yeah. how she's thriving she's as thriving. a 15 month old or whatever thriving. she is. Compared to everyone else, I'm sure she is. That's why I think Look Who's Talking one and two with John Travolta. Yeah. And those movies were so funny because it was so funny. To see this little baby, you know, being the boss. I I'm think gonna, that's, I always think that's funny. I'm going to do you a big favor. Okay. You don't have to uh, buy the app. You can just hang out with Gogo <laughs> and she'll just say random things at you. She has this like fake talk that she does where she has a laugh. And, you know, it's because she sees me talking all the time. So she, you know, replicates it by going, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and then she'll grab random things and talk into it like a phone. And Justin's oh, like, she's yes. just walking around acting like you all the time. Jealous. <laughs> Jealous. I mean, how fun is that, though? She's so you have fun. A little mini me. And then I'm watching, and like uh, Brooke's talking about her uh, g- 
working promotions here. Yeah, is talking about her little girl going to the Taylor Swift movie, and I just like. Don't get me wrong. I love every boy, girl, whatever. I was just like, made me so excited the idea that like I get this human, little human to take to movie theaters, to take the movie theaters to do fun things with for until she doesn't want me to do anymore, which is in probably 12 years. You think you get that long? I hope so. She is super fun. She's a very dramatic woman already. Um, (laughs) The way that she says banana is like she's never had food ever. She goes, nana, nana. So I have a feeling that she is going to be a very dramatic teenager. And I don't know where she gets it. I have no idea. I wouldn't have the slightest idea. I know. Now, okay, so today at 3.30, we're going to have on Patty Wetterling and Joy Baker. Mm -hmm. Um, Dear Jacob, a mother's... Journey of Hope. They're going to be in studio with us to talk about the book and and just talk about everything. And um, so if you want to catch that, it's going to be at 3.30. Quite frankly, I'm a little nervous. Um, But I going back to right where we are right now, there's a lot of stuff happening on over there. Do you have her Halloween costume? Yes. Okay, what is she going to be? She's going to be uh, a golden retriever because that's her favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's obsessed with our dog Murphy. She literally follows Murphy everywhere, likes to sit. When Murphy lays down, she likes to sit near his belly and like use him as like a backrest. She's obsessed with him. So we bought her uh, Pottery Barn uh, golden retriever outfit, and it's super cute. Okay. It came that's yesterday. Awesome. It came in the mail yesterday. So that is like the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Her and Murphy will be finally the same because she just think I think for a while I was a little worried that she thought she was one of the dogs because there was like so many things she would do. Like if they were sitting and getting a treat, she would sit next to them all. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, we got to get this grown daycare or one of their kids. That is so cute, though. Yeah. And like that golden retriever, he pays his dues because she straight up put his her fingers like in his eyes and his mouth. And she just he just takes it. She that Murphy just accepts it's a, his fate it's something we had a black lab tia when my boys were really little and the tail the things they would pull on yeah. the tail and try to ride them <laughs> and all these things that they would do but it's so cute and cuddling with your babies your dog oh I it's mean, like and then robot who's my other dog mm-hmm. like she hate the name still as she will look <laughs> go go look at robot and robot's like no way bye like walks out of the room immediately robot shows any interest kind of uh, acts like a cat yeah and so like <laughs> Robot's just like our roommate, and Murphy is like our absolute nanny. So they say that golden retrievers are like that. I'd never grown up with them, and now I go, I get, I get the hype. You get the hype. I, I'm far more tolerant of all the hair, all that he brings to our house. Oh yeah, because he's like, she they straight should. up climbs on him. She like body slammed him from the top of the couch, and he was like, I love you. I was like. <laughs> Kids and dogs are hysterical, Grant. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll see that one day. (laughs) One day, yeah. They're very funny and they're very cute. And the love between them and the trust between them is really sweet. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, so it's Halloween, you know, not too far away. What is today's day, Grant? Today is the 17th. The day after your birthday. That's right. Yeah, the day after my birthday. Today is the 17th. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Halloween is just like... Are we celebrating this week or in, or in two weeks? It's in two weeks, right? Do you hand out candy in your neighborhood? I used to, not where I live now, no. Because okay. there weren't enough kids. It's more town home, home community. Yeah. And I, for the three I would get, no. Okay. But I do shut off the lights and try to hide. <laughs> and they somehow or another see the light and still 
knock and I'm like, there's no pumpkin out there or anything, you know? There's mm-hmm. no, yeah. Grant, are you a can- handy? Or are I, you it's my candy? favorite thing to do. It's my favorite. I don't know. But you, there's not enough kids, so I just sit there. And, I know. I wish you lived closer. I'd say just come over. Yeah. I have a so place far. to go. Okay. My brother and sister-in-law have a big to-do on their block in oh, St. Paul and cool. so I'm going to go over there. Yeah, I could see that We're being a hot there. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Grant? Do you hand out candy? I do hand out, but we only have, we're kind of in a, like a little isolated, uh, you know, yeah, circle type things, cul-de-sac, but it's not really a cul-de-sac, but there's only about four or five kids, but I always uh, go all out and like, like kind of like Lori, I get extra candy for the, for the five that come, they get decked out, man. They'll get like three or four things at least. Nice. Um, a $20 yeah. gift card to Caribou, <laughs> right. a $20 gas <laughs> card for the trick-or-treaters for the parents. I'm thinking of the parents. Absolutely. Things, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's and, a good one. Parents should be able to get something sometimes. Oh, that. parents get a lot. It is really one of the happiest days, I think, for I parents. Mean, I, the Halloween's my favorite holiday because there's no gifts to worry about. You just have fun with the neighborhood kids. I'm remembering during COVID when you were going to put your stuff out on a cul-de-sac. On a tarp. A, on a tarp in a circle. No, in a tarp. So I spread it all out yep. on a giant tarp. I sprayed down everything, separated it all out. And I sat like 20 feet away with the dogs in costume just so kids could trick-or-treat. Because Love I love when kids come into our yard. They're so much fun. They're so fun. And like, I love what they'll say, you know, Brittany, do you know what I am? And I'm always like, of course I do. You? What the hell? I'll look at their parent. What the heck is that What are you? But yeah. Do you guys remember too, it's same to the tarp thing. They had, people took PVC pipe and they had long pipes from their house and they could drop the candy bars and it would fly all the way down to the end of their driveway and they would have it right Think there. Think of the things we did. Right. Oh, all right. Well, we are, we've got a full show today. We're going to yeah. take a quick break and when we come back, it's stories we can't get enough of. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have a question from one of our listeners. She was told she needs to split everything 50-50. Is this true? It's not that black and white. Our law says that there will be a fair and equitable distribution of the marital estate. Your marital estate talks about what you own and what you owe. Most cases, equitable usually means equal, but there can be facts in certain circumstances under which one party's awarded more assets or one party's awarded more debts. It's really a case-by-case basis, and that's why you really need to come in and talk to an attorney about what your particular case entails. So what does that mean for her house and her 401k? Again, it's really a case-by-case basis. And remember, dividing things equally, even if you're doing that, doesn't mean you're necessarily splitting every single asset. So there's lots of different ways to do it, depending on what people want, what their goals are, and how you can reach resolution. That's really good information. I bet a lot of other listeners want to know this. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Britney Spears, and while her book isn't going to be out until October 24th, which is next week, I think it's Tuesday, she, so many excerpts from the book, her memoir, um, The Woman in Me, have been released by different outlets. Yeah. The salacious ones, TMZ took care of right away, which I felt was violating. I was listening to Don and Bradley, they thought so too, talking about when they, she and Justin Timberlake were together and um, they had an abortion in, yeah. in 2000. So that that just felt like, um, that should, you know, I hate it when people pre-read the books and we don't get to read the book. I felt out of and, like, you, it's, it's too, it was so jarring out of context where you didn't even feel the, like, you know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. It was a lot where I woke up to that alert on my phone and that's a weird alert to get. That is a weird alert. So let's just talk about the other things. I do like, because not everyone's going to read every memoir. Yeah. 
but I remember this about Spare, the Harry's Harry's book, all the headlines came out. I remember about Katie yeah. Kirk. So many things, and after you read the book, so many things are taken out of context. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I kind of got the gist, because People Magazine, this week's magazine, when it comes out, it's going to have Britney Spears on the cover, coinciding with the release of her book that is being read in Audible by Michelle Williams, but written, you know, you can read it uh, by Britney. And her whole thing is that, you know, she needed to reclaim her voice and she hopes it helps other people. Yeah. And going through some of the different things that we're finding out about it is basically she had this passion for entertaining and like Ryan Gosling, Christina Aguilera, Carrie Russell, Justin Timberlake, Jessica Simpson for a short stint. Um, they all were missed in the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. And they went to Mickey Mouse camp. And we hear about the K-pop bands in South Korea that go to their camps to learn how to dance, to learn how to sing, to learn how to, you know, dance and sing in rhythm. But they, it's seriously a boot camp for children where they learn to dance and sing. And so one night they were playing Spin the Bottle and she got to kiss JT. And a Janet Jackson song was playing in the background as he leaned in and kissed me, she said in the book. Um, how romantic. Also, how foreshadowing for their lives. Is, I didn't even think of that, of course. Janet Jackson and JT then go on to perform at the Super Bowl. We'll get to that later. But kind of what I'm feeling is that through some of the things she's saying is she really struggled because she was in a conservatorship so long where she get, was not able to make any decisions for herself. Yeah. As a grown-up, she was already a mother of two. To have everything stripped away and told... You're going to dance. You're going to work. You're going to be happy. You're going to grow your hair back out. Her dad would tell her, you're fat. You need to lose weight constantly. She would just struggle with all these different things people are telling her. And she got the joy of performing sucked out of her. Yeah. That's why she doesn't want to do concerts anymore and make music, really. And that's why I think dancing and spinning just makes her happy because she doesn't have to talk. She doesn't have to do a performance you know there's no like monetary aspect to it she just does exactly what she wants i mean when you think of how long that conservatorship was that is just cruel and she so she struggles with being a little girl a teenage girl a mother a woman and that's been and you can kind of feel that her struggle there so she taps on that a little bit 14 years 14 years in the conservatorship she started at 2008 when she was 26 years old that just to me is just criminal. And she talks about, you know, you'd have all these rock stars that would blow away their money on drugs and coke and women and planes and everything. No one took away their rights I think, to be a human being. I think I the best example I can think of when I think of like... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. How men and women are treated so differently is Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen was so publicly unhinged, and we'd watch these interviews just knowing that, like, Tiger blood was the rule. Yeah, and... and and there was no, like, how are we going to make sure he doesn't spend his money a certain way? Nobody talked about that. Right. And he had four children. Yeah. And, like. You're right about that. And I, no one, you're right about remember that. Remember the hashtag winning, the, yeah. that interview? The, winning. Are there oh, yeah. dogs in the house? I don't know. If, they better, if you find any, right? you better tell me. Like, right. he was unhinged. Oh, he was, really was. He lost oh, the job, you yeah. know, and then um, two and a half men. He really, he, that's a great example. Yeah. So I think some of the other things, you know, you're going to learn, you know, details about how she got started, yeah. how she at 15 got a con- record contract with Jive. Um, records how when she did the vma slave oh i for love you, this slave for you with, with they decided that wouldn't it be fun if she had a python on yes. her while she's performing britney spears is scared to death of snakes who isn't right so they just told her just look up and don't ever make eye contact or look down don't make eye contact with the snake and you're fine yeah she said that i felt like if i caught his eye it would kill me in my head, I just kept saying, keep performing, use your legs and perform. But nobody knows that it was, as I was singing, the snake brought his head right around my face, right up to me and started hissing. That, I would have died. And she so, showed no signs of fear during that concert. Right. I've watched that performance, I would, an impossible number. I've watched that so many times. It was so cool. It With was her green so outfit cool. yeah, and her yeah. hair, yeah. And then she talks about... Um, you know, she on in 2002 was in the movie Crossroads. I just remember a convertible scene on some desert road somewhere in like Arizona. Yeah. But she was with Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning, both yes. big stars. And she said her role, she got into method acting. Oh. Now, this is where Brittany's <laughs> laugh, <laughs> laughing a little, but she didn't have experience. Okay. You know, she gets this big role. That movie stunk if I Okay, remember. so cross, oh, yeah. you can't. Okay, hey, calm down, everybody. That was like. An, an amazing movie. Did you? Okay. Did you? I've seen it. I was two thousand two. Like this was like that. I was the demographic. Did you for like this. it? Yes. Okay. Now, is Britney Spears a good actor in it? No. no. Is she playing pretty much a version of herself? Yeah. Hey, y'all, let's stop. And then they like have to play. They have to perform at this bar. Um, I love rock and roll, and they're like, "Come on, girls, let's do this." Like, it's just yeah insane it's so good it's so funny it's so ridiculous but then how she says she was method acting when really she was being herself i mean that so that just made britney laugh i okay this she is didn't know story. how she said she had to live between both worlds in her head <laughs> when she was playing this part in crossroads she did mention that anyone who thought that she was a little quirky though the that was the only problem she had she didn't have a problem because there's all these like rumors that it was one of the actresses she had a problem with and she said no no problem with them i just was really hard because i had to live my life between these two characters look at you and you even go in the southern axis and then no wait we have are you talking about the notebook yeah okay yeah she was almost we heard this we've heard this before that she was almost cast to be in the notebook with ryan gosling and they they knew each other from the mickey mouse days but she said she was so relieved when she didn't get it it was her 
or um, Rachel McAdams. Thank and God. we are too. Yeah, I was going to say, we because are Because that movie was so great with Rachel McAdams. They Could were perfect. You imagine no. if it was B Spears. No. Love B Spears. No, love her. Mm-mm. She would have ruined that movie. I think that she, her entire life has been in front of everybody, in front of the cameras, in front of everybody telling her, look better, do this, do yeah. that. You're too fat, you're too thin, you're too, whatever, you know, and I think... Um, this book, I really, I do want to read this book. Yeah. I do. I want. I do too. I want to know her story. I love Jessica Simpson's story. Um, I like memoirs about people we know, and I think it's going to be good. She had a ghostwriter work with it, but really, she has. Again, I just can't imagine what it would be like for fourteen years. Go goes fifteen months. Yeah. Imagine zero. Now nothing happens till she's fourteen. I mean, that's just tragic. And I get why she doesn't like her family. Of course. Mm-hmm. And like, I, 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 I definitely want to read this book. I think it, even the, the parts we got to read today, I was enthralled. So mm-hmm. I hope she doesn't have to do any method acting. <laughs> tear funny. her in two. You're funny. All right, stay with us. When we come back, we'll be chatting with Joy Baker and Patty Wetterling. Okay, if you have something that you haven't liked about yourself... And you want to think about having plastic surgery. Minneapolis Plastic Surgery is where to go. Because these three doctors have so much experience between them. They're the OGs of plastic surgery. And you really know you can trust them. You have to trust your plastic surgeon. Dr. Jarvis, Dr. Tholen, and Dr. Singh are amazing. And here's the cool thing is that you go in, you know, whether your arms you don't like or you want to have the mommy, you know, kind of talk where you get a breast lift and they kind of help you with your stomach or you want a facelift or you want a brow lifter for men. Maybe you want your eyes done, whatever it is. It's all personal and it's what you feel. And you can just go in for a free consultation, ask questions. They'll ask you questions and then you go from there. But it doesn't cost you anything to find out information that's going to help you out. So if you're curious and have wanted to know, boy, we highly recommend Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. They, we just love them. They're the best. All right. It's another edition of the LoJ Book Club. Um, we are delighted to have Patty Wetterling with us and Joy Baker, who co-authored a book, Dear Jacob, A Mother's Journey for Hope. And I've read this book and relived this book as I'm thinking you guys, you know, did what you had to do for this book and then how joy, you know, how this all ended for you. Um, I'm really, I'm really just so touched by you, Patty. We've met before and I just think you're so lovely. And I know, tell everyone why you guys wanted to write this book. I started writing the book while Jacob was still missing, so it was to be one more way of trying to find him. And then um, we f- found our answers, and then I wasn't going to write the book. <laughs> I took a couple of years. I it was um, lost again. Um, but Joy and a lot of people kept encouraging me. It's like, you know, they, you all were on the journey with us and in and, and the process of looking back and reflecting and making meaning out of some of it was very healing, actually. Parts were real hard, but other parts were like, uh, it strengthened my commitment to fight for this better world for children. So it, um, it came together with Joy's hope. It never would have been a book without, without her. I mean, what joy. I mean, how about the whole story of you, just to kind of summarize real quick for 
people, this changed how I had two young children at the time. I think how most people in Minnesota parented and around the country because it was, it was so stunning right. and it was such a small town and it was just so, it just seemed like this can't happen, you know, kind of thing. Right. And, um, I just, we talked, you know, Jacob's picture was everywhere and your story was everywhere and you did it out loud Right. You know, your grief out loud, but then how you advocated to get so many changes. And I'm thinking at the very beginning of the book where none of the county didn't talk to the region, didn't talk to the state, the police offices, nothing was, you had to work so hard to get any information and how you got that all worked out and how you passed a law um, to protect, you know, people in communities when sexual offenders are living in your neighborhood, you need, you get to know who they are and where they live and your advocacy work and training and how you you didn't know anything about it. And you thought at the beginning, Patty, I don't even know. Why would anyone do anything like this? No, I couldn't understand it. I um, It was beyond my capabilities of understanding. And we shouldn't understand it. It's like it's wrong, you know. And I think that Minnesota needs to, you know, acknowledge the fact that we all rallied. The entire state rallied and came together, and I think that's what the world needs now again. Oh, I agree. Let's let's build this world that's safer for kids, so kids can grow up safe and follow their dreams. And that was it was I was fighting for Jacob and the world that he knew, and I didn't do any of it alone. I I was told the number one way kids come home is because of the media, See people knowing their story and and seeing their pictures. So we did. We talked to everybody who would listen, and um and and you all you know, came with us and carried us when we couldn't do it ourselves. That's that's really lovely to say that because I do feel like we were all in that one with Jacob together. Mm-hmm. Everyone remembers in Minnesota. Um, Brittany over there is just going to be a wreck, so we're not going to talk <laughs> no, to her. No, I just, okay. So it was really cool, you know, grabbing you in the lobby, and I told you I had such imposter syndrome because you've done more for child safety, my own child's safety, than probably anybody and that's Sweet. amazing to think about. And I just, I do. I think you are, um, you're just a really cool person. And it's just, uh, it's an honor to be here today. So oh, thank you. I didn't do any of it alone. I really had help all along the way. And I, yeah, it was, you know, so you were featured on 2020 mm-hmm. um, last Friday night and I'm two thirds the way through it. Um, what did that feel like for you? That I'm was, sorry. We're going to include you in one yes. second. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was hard. Joy was a huge part of that. They they filmed, they were out three times, I think, and they had so much. And we watched it like everyone else, not knowing what would be included. But I was really, I really thought they did a respectful job of telling our story. I was happy they shared different law enforcement agencies because, you know, they didn't have the technology to I communicate know. way back then. Right. There was an, a, a generous man who offered... Uh, to buy make sure they all had fax machines you know it, it's not it's just not the same and, yeah and so a lot of things advanced and it was because of the national center for missing and exploited and law enforcement trainings and technology and all of that that came together it's pretty it was i think it was well done and i also tom hauser from channel five oh, yeah. here yeah. in minnesota live i watched your story yesterday morning um the book if you're wondering is dear jacob a mother's Journey of Hope, and it's co-authored by Patty Wetterling and Joy Baker, who came into the fold in 2010. Um, the beginning of the book details all the detailed information and how it's. it was just so hard for me, but also 
so fascinating for me at the same time, how you guys all work together and everything that happened and accumulating a little bit. I'm thinking, you know, with the Geraldo uh, Rivera, <laughs> Rivera yeah. interview and that threw me. <laughs> oh, I know. I read about it. And so Brittany says, well, you know, when I was in Afghanistan, Geraldo came out because I was wearing a mustache like him and came over there. And I'm like, what a weird world. Yeah, like, that I, was in, like, I was in Kuwait. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we uh, Geraldo Rivera showed up and. My friend had sent me a bunch of fake mustaches. So next thing I know, I'm on the news. And my grandma's like, I just saw you on the news <laughs> with Isn't a mustache. She goes, my, here I am so proud of my granddaughter. And there you are with a fake mustache on the news. I'll have to show you guys a photo. It is my only, yeah, the only Pro thing I'll knowledge. have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I should frame it at this point. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it just was so weird. She's like, I was with her all that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So Joy, you... You are a journalist. You own an advertising agency. You are a blogger. And, um, of course, I have everything right in front of me right here. Enjoythecurious.com. Yeah. And in 2010, you start solving a crime. (laughs) Well, not intentionally. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I tell this to people all the time. I was never trying to be an Internet sleuth or a true crime solver. I was just trying to be a writer. I really, I had been in marketing forever since I had graduated from college and I just was ready to, perhaps, I was thinking about selling my business and starting my act two, which was Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to be a writer. So that was why I started my blog. I was originally curious about a story down in in Florida. There was this old ramshackle beaten down um, uh, beach house on Longbow Key, Florida, and it just, it made no sense. It had, it was beautiful at one time, I could tell, but I didn't know why, who owned it. And so that's what started the blog. And then you found, you know, in Painesville, Minnesota, um, the gentleman Jacob, not Jacob, excuse me, what's Jared? Jared. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just, it's, can you just share a little bit about how that all unfolded? Because that is a, a wild story. Okay, so in 2010, when I started the blog, I started writing about Jacob's case just because I was looking for a new mystery kind of to write about. Mm -hmm. So I Googled Minnesota Mysteries. Jacob's name came up because, of course, Jacob's name came up. And I just had not paid attention to his case for very long or for, you know, I hadn't heard anything new. And then in 2013, I was contacted by um, a person who had just been named a person of interest in the case. And he was a neighbor up the road from the Wetterlings who lived close to the abduction site. And he wanted uh, to get a hold of me and because I had mentioned his name in my blog when I'd written about it earlier in 2010. And he said, um, do you want to hear my side of the story? And I said, well, okay. So we, we sat down at the St. Cloud Library and I listened to his story and I, I felt for the guy. I just, I just after one meeting, I was thinking he didn't do this. And who he, yeah, he wanted to talk to some other people. So I set up those meetings and Along the way, I um, I found this this person's name, Jared, and he had been uh, abducted and sexually assaulted at the age of 12 from a town just less than 10 miles from St. Joseph and only nine months prior to Jacob's abduction. So I was wondering if I got a hold of him, if he might be willing to talk to me, might be willing to share his story, if even anonymously. And so I did. I found him just with some genealogy skills and a little luck and he agreed to talk to me, and that is kind of how we got going. Mm-hmm. 
We are going to take a quick break. Can you guys stay with us? Because there's so much more to talk about. <laughs> um, we are with Patty Wetterling and Joy Baker, um, who co-authored the book, Dear Jacob, A Mother's Journey for Hope. I think today's your book birthday, isn't it? Or was it it's, yesterday? It's today. Today's the it's launch t- day. It oh, happy is. Birthday. It is. Happy birthday. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, gang, it's Julia here for Hammonix Flooring Interiors Solutions. Flooring Solutions Interiors for your flooring. I think floors have turned into like a design spot in your home. Um, So many new things you can do with your flooring. The luxury wide plank vinyl flooring has kind of changed the world. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because suddenly you can have this beautiful floor that looks like hardwood, but you don't have to worry everyone t- comes to your house to take off your boots, put your shoes. I don't want the water and the salt on the wood. You know, get them on the carpet. Um, you could have this in your kitchen and you don't have to worry about spilling and everything and ruining your floors with animals, no scratching, no sun damage. And it always looks great. And we've never before been able to have that opportunity of hardwood floors throughout your old home. That's not your jive. Go get some gorgeous carpeting. They have Hammernix has so much. It's family, local run and own. Four new locations in the Twin Cities area. For more information, go to Hammernix.com. Well, we are just so pleased to be joined by Joy um, Baker and Patty Wetterling. Their book just came out today, and we're so proud that you're with us, um, Joy and Patty. Dear Jacob, A Mother's Journey of Hope. And during the break, we've been talking about um, everything. And Patty, you know, we've met before and how this book is so meaningful because we all went on this journey with you. And we all love Jacob and we all, you know, and I know you want this book to be about hope and commitment and our kids are worth it. And you're still advocating for protection for children and you're still advocating for hope. And um, I saw the pictures of in your kitchen with Tom Hauser of all your beautiful things of hope and your beautiful pictures of your family and of Jacob and your grandmother now. And it's a place of healing and hope your home. And, um, you know, Joy, right before the break, or I think during the break, Brittany asked you because you started doing a blog about Jacob when you saw some similarities in a painful story and got in touch with Jared, who Jared, Jared, Jared mm-hmm. and his story was very similar to, to Jacob's, but not. And it happened in the same neighborhood around just nine months earlier. And how, so here you are blogging and it kind of, the case would open and close over the years. How did people kind of, was the sheriff's department, the police department, or local investigators kind of mad at you, Joy, for poking the bear? Well, well Patty would probably have the inside scoop on that. But <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask, I go, when yeah, people would see question. your name or see your phone number on their phone, was it like, a, not this one again? Right? She I'm will sure. not let this go kind of thing. I was not that way, though. I felt all the time like I was infringing, and I told myself, who do I think I am? What am I doing? But it was people, it was Jared, really, at that point that was reeling me back in every time I thought, oh, I, I'm walking away. You know, I can't handle this. Um, 
he would call me again and say, I need, I need information. I need to know who this guy is and you need to look up this person. And can you, do you think you can find this person? Can you call this person? And so it was just constant. He was on fire. Really? And right. So it was really Jared who drove this thing for a very long time. And Jared was a friend, you know, we had met. So I asked him one time when we were talking, I said, what do you think of this Joy Baker? (laughs) (laughs) And he thought she was all right. And I thought, well, that's a good validation thing. And we we built a trust. I had been approached by other people to write my story. I didn't think anybody could write my story, but it was so big. Yeah, it was so many years and I was totally lost in the woods. I didn't know how to how to present it my brain was scrambled with dates and times and joy comes into the picture and she has all that she knows all that and the best thing about her is she is curious so she's number one thing yeah she started asking questions nobody was asking at that point in time and yeah law enforcement's not typically used to working with you know people well, nobody's used to working with somebody like Charlie. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's I, amazing, really. Yes, well, <laughs> I think a lot of it's mom power. You know, yeah. I I was a, a mom of two boys at the time, and I was working full time and didn't have time to do any of this. But when you just feel something that you can't, I, I often use the hashtag thinking Jacob when I wrote because I could not stop thinking Jacob, and I think all of us. You talked about this. It's just it's hard to let this go, this this um, beautiful boy, you know, in this mm-hmm. yellow sweater and his blue eyes and smile. How did that happen? And it's, you can't walk away from it. It's, it's hard. And yeah. ultimately, you ended up solving the case. Right. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of energy and a lot of, it was a lot of energy. Joy, um, Jared, my husband Jerry and I were, See, it was a too team. Many, there's too many J's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like, I like calling it, you know, a blogger, a plumber, a chiropractor, and a mom. (laughs) Because it really was, but it was an energy that was, we all felt it. Mm -hmm. It was, this is is going somewhere. And we had been sort of stagnating, and it was almost the 25th anniversary, which we didn't want to have. And suddenly she comes in with all of these other victims, too. We salute Jared for telling his story. And then after that, all these other victims came because she found that article knowing that there were other victims in Painesville. So now we have this team, and Jared had an open case. Law enforcement couldn't walk away. And they'd, they'd been working Jacob's case, but they had a person of interest, and so they weren't taking her work seriously at first. But at the end of the day, they did, and we couldn't solve it. We couldn't charge anybody. Yeah, They came to the table and pulled all, the, all of it, everything together. We feel that Jacob chose joy and and jacob i feel he was steering this ship the whole time oh that's a that's a nice way and so ultimately danny dan heinrich yeah um i never say his name anymore then then we don't have to say it (laughs) yeah he admitted he was arrested on on pornography charges federal pornography charges which I hate that even that word. It's these are images of children being sexually assaulted. Yeah, yeah. You know they are. It's documentation. Yeah, yeah. and um, so he admitted, or he he got charged with that. And after about ten months in jail, he um, found his best way out was to negotiate a deal. And I, all along, the police knew that I was searching for Jacob. I'll let the rest of the world deal with the guy. You know, yeah, I yeah. I didn't really even care. Yeah. Um. So. We signed off to this plea agreement, and he led um, officers to where Jacob's remains were. 
What was that day like for you and both of you know? It was like it was an eight day one thing after another yeah, and if we were watching it on the news. It was Jerry and I, news yes. And well, Jerry and I would just look at each other at night because at first nobody else knew. It was just him and I and he hadn't signed Heinrich hadn't signed the plea agreement, so we couldn't tell anybody. Our kids didn't know right away. Our my sisters, my brother, you know, it was really hard and then and then it was really ugly and um and then everybody went back to work and yeah. or school and I had nowhere to go. <laughs> I was lost. I was lost. Oh gosh. And we did. We we put the book away for about two years at that point because mm-hmm. she was just grieving and mm-hmm. she was she was lost and it was hard to watch. She felt very broken. She used the word futile a lot, like Whoa. What was what? that all about? Yeah. Yeah. But you like, had to grieve so many times. Uh, mm. Yeah. That was hard. But but that's part of the journey. Yeah. You know, it's like we all have to make decisions. And I decided uh, that the world that Jacob knew was worth fighting for. And even at that, at the end, when he was not going to be part of our world, I still had, now at this point, I had children and grandchildren. And it's like, we're fighting for their world. You're a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's crying. I mean, when people like you guys, it's a very important fight. Yes. I think that it's hard to, you have to decide. And I could have folded up and just gone to sleep. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was too much a part of me. And I also know there's still missing kids out there. Yes, there are. We have to find them and bring them home. And. I'd met many of them, and I, if these kids could be abducted and gone for 17 and a half years and pick themselves up, redefine themselves, then I can get up and do this today. You're an amazing advocate for for this. I, I mean, Patty, that's in so strong and joy. I mean, I'm just watching your connection between you two, and what a lovely gift. Yes, such a an, gift. Have yeah. another person to go on the journey with you. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know? It's, yeah. You guys, your mission is like, it's crazy to think that there would be, there's nothing more important. There's nothing more important than the safety of kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is the utmost important. And so like, I know it's, I mean, you know, the more I just read about the things that you've done, you've both done, it's just as somebody who's a new mom and it's the only thing I've ever wanted to be was a mom. Mm-hmm. I have to say thank you because you guys are just beyond so thank you i have to tell people the book is is a mother's journey of hope it to me going back and reliving it and listening to your story and what your family and your friends and at one point you guys are accused of doing and what you went through but how you rose above it have taught so many people about what needs to be done in these cases and how you continue to fight for our children's safety isn't so important and i love that you always had patty like you were all of our champion because you you showed your hope to all of us during all of it enjoy just i want to know more about you and i want to know are you going to write another book i mean is writing your passion (laughs) patty said you are so you are i'm sorry you are is it going to be a true crime book or how do we discuss it i don't even know if that's the right language no, not a true crime book. And I've got a great story. I really do. It's a, a Minnesota story. It's significant. It's local to my area. 
But it, um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a book. Okay. I don't know I if it's, it's hopeful. I think uh, it's yeah. really hopeful. It's something. It's a screenplay. It's maybe a blog story. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Something's milling. Something's yes. kind of cooking there. Definitely. And do you two get together? I know you're on, you know, you're on this <laughs> press journey right now, but are, is this friendship something that you guys hang oh, out it's together? A life. It's like a forever. She's stuck with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are lucky. Well, and we get together with our husbands and play cards. And yeah. I love that. Have fun. Oh yeah, those two are a hoot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's thank, very fun. Thank you both for your time, thank you. and thank you for writing this important book and all the important work that you're doing. We applaud you. Thank you, thanks guys. Uh-huh. Thank you. We thank do you. have two copies. Give Grant a buzz, and um, we'll get those out to you. Thanks, you guys.